Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! I'll chip chip. I'm so sorry. (gasps) Your sacred moment. How dare you? (laughs) Talking a biscuit when I'm about to chip chip a roux. (laughs) I'll chip chip a roux like you want me to. (laughs) And I'll hold you tight. Wait, why do I know that song deep in my soul? And I know all the lyrics, but I don't know what it's called. It's called I'll Make Love to You. Oh, my gosh. And it was in in that... Which you lost your virginity to. Whoa. <laughs> well, if you're going to give me that information and set me up like that. First of all, I don't know if I specifically, I don't think I it was like playing when I lost my virginity to. I just remember it being on in the evening. <laughs> so uncomfortable right now. That was, it was the 90s, baby. <laughs> Chip Chipperoo, everyone. We are here for another episode of Bob's Credits. There's gonna... some love in the air, too. So what a great way to start that. Uh, I mean, is, isn't is there always love in the air when uh, it's a Tina-centric episode? Yep, if Tina's in the room. Since this is a Tina-centric episode we're going into, would you like some good Dan Mintz fun facts? Yeah, absolutely. So Dan Mintz was the only person that Lauren Bouchard did not have in mind for casting. So Eugene Merman and Kristen Schaal and John Benjamin, John Roberts, he knew he wanted to cast them. The only person left to cast was Dan. Mm -hmm. If you're new to this podcast or um, you haven't stumbled upon this fun fact before, in the demo for Fox, Tina was a boy named Dan. Right? Yeah. Dan. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Dan. So it was actually John Benjamin who recommended Dan to Lauren. And he said, quote, you've really got to hear this guy's voice. It's so funny. (laughs) And it is. It it really is. So Dan Mintz was cast to play an awkward teenage-ish, preteen-ish boy. Do you want to know the answer to why they changed him from... Dan 
to Tina. They switch the genders. Yes, please. One of the major notes that Fox gave the creative team and Lauren Bouchard was that Dan as a character was just simply not there yet. And so from that note, Tina evolved. And I love hearing the why behind big changes in shows because it's so fascinating to me that one character who was deemed they're not there yet, which as a writer, it's just kind of like a fucking gut punch. Like this character isn't there. You're like, but I, I put my heart and soul into it. I love seeing a note like that evolving into a lot of people's favorite character from the whole show. Yeah. And a lot, honestly, one of the greatest TV characters of all time, if you ask me. I agree. I mean, and, and she just really shines the boy craziness, the, um, earnestness. It was really the right move. It's also funny. We shared this uh, on a fun fact at some point in the past before, but Dan Mintz is the only one that doesn't really get asked to do other voices on the show. <laughs> and he laughs about that. He thinks it's hilarious. Everyone's like, yeah. So my voice career, my voice acting career took off. He's like, yeah, no one's asked me to, to, he can't change his voice. Yeah, it's just his voice. He just, he, my, my introduction to Dan Mintz was before I started watching Bob's Burger. Before really? Before we started watching. Yeah. He was a, he was a guest character on like one or two episodes of Silicon Valley. Oh, and fun. He was this very like just monotone, like boring, like a uh, CEO. Um, <laughs> and it was hilarious, but I had no idea that I was like Tina and I didn't know about Bob's Burgers now. So I would love to go back and watch I want to go back and rewatch yeah, that with you. Yeah, we should just you. watch those scenes with him. Yeah. That's funny. I like Dan Mintz. Me too. As Tina so I also want to say, I think we have spoken about this on the podcast. Long time ago, we pulled up a clip on here, and it was Dan Mintz recording Tina. And he is also like her in that every all the other voice actors are moving their arms, and they're talking with their hands. And Dan Mintz is like, his performance is very like Tina running. Like, his hands are... He's just very still, and it just made my heart so happy. It's just so perfect. Now that my heart is so happy and full of Bob's Burgers trivia, we have an exciting announcement to share. Yeah, we teased it last week, and we are very excited to announce this, and I'm going to let you take the lead here because you are the charming one. Not true, but I'll, I'll give it a whirl. We have expanded and updated our Patreon membership options. There are now four different tiers you can subscribe to, and each tier has more and more amazing content. Now, one of the reasons why we really wanted to expand this is because we wanted to build the community and make Patreon more of an active community membership. So in some of our higher tiers, um, you'll see live trivia nights, watch parties, live recordings, thoughts about current episodes that are currently airing of Bob's Burgers. It is going to be so much fun. Head over there and see if any of the four tiers tickle your fancy. I bet they will. One of the things, I mean, you were talking about the demo Yes. They did for Fox and we do commentaries, audio, audio commentaries for episodes and other kind of things, but mostly Boz Burgers episodes. We're going to do commentaries. And the first one we ever did was the demo for Fox. 
It's so wild. that's just one thing you get in one of the tiers. There's so much. We have so many fun things and fun options there. And again, like we love the community and we're just trying to give the community more things to do together as a whole about this show that we love so much and why we love it so much. And sometimes Perfectly the, said. sometimes other people who don't watch the show and don't love it as much don't understand. Everyone here does. So you will uh, find your people here. Yeah. We're excited to uh, meet more of you and and see your faces one of our tiers we have um zoom sessions like happy hour hangouts and one of the higher tiers you can help us plan our content so you get to have a footprint in the bob's credits brand go check that out it's patreon.com slash bob's credits and we we can't wait for y'all to join us are you ready for some bob pun or max pun my showing last week was so bad at least you got one at the very end. It got you, That's so sweet. Was, Thank you. Yeah, I'm proud of you. This week we are doing pest control trucks. Okay. Are you ready for your first pun, Skylar? Yes. A good mice breaker. Bobs. Yes. Your next pun is Greta Earwig Exterminators. <laughs> Bobs. Max, I thought you were going to get me for that one easily. Um, your next pun is walk like a mantis. Bo- uh, Max? Yes. Okay. And your final pun is do it for ticks. Bob's? Max. Ooh, you little tricky, sneaky crumb bum mm, yeah but you did pretty well you got a couple did of them I, did i <laughs> you got a couple of them better than last week so there we go we're improving that's all we it's can just do up upward this year for me yeah sky's You're, the limit great next week you'll get three and the next week you'll get four and then only four from then on yeah that sounds right <laughs> should we get into this episode yes okay skylar can we have the title and synopsis For Season 7, Episode 15, please. The title is Ain't Miss Debatin'. When Tina joins the debate team, Henry manipulates her into dating him. But poor Henry's fate is sealed when a New Zealand exchange student walks onto the scene. Meanwhile, the kids, Bob, Linda, and Teddy, make a film. Meat Man. This episode came out on March 26, 2017. It was written by Greg Thompson and directed by Mauricio Pardo. A couple things. First is that date, if you recognize it, was the same date as last week's episode. This was a kind of like a double header oh. of Bob's. They did an hour long. And, uh, you know, directed by Mauricio Pardo, who, if you remember, he's the first episode he directed was The Quirk Deucers with the Quirky Turkey. Love it. Um, but I told the whole story of how he and I used to wait tables together at CPK <sighs> back right. in the day. So I love seeing his name on these Bob's Burgers episodes. Tell me about this episode. Tell me your thoughts. What do you think? I know you love a Tina-centric episode. Girl, I feelings love, are, love... Feelings are scary. I- <laughs> feelings are scary, girl. I hope people have caught that line from Zeke from Sky Kiss because it's so fast, but it's so good. It's a great line. It's featured in some of our merch right now. If you want to go to our store. I'm definitely buying it for myself. <laughs> Bob's credits dot com slash shop. Episodes like this make me want to be like Tina's my favorite. 
shut up everybody else. You know, everybody else are the other voices in my head that oh, are like, no, yeah. it's Gene. No, it's Bob. Very noisy up there. It's with, so. You know, it's, it's all just, pe- it's just, just voices yelling out their favorite Bob's Burgers characters. All. All the time. Day. This is why I can't sleep. Yeah. I think pairing her up with Henry is really fresh and new and it's a different take on her boy crazedness. Um boy craziness so i love that i love the b story this meat film i do you love it (laughs) how many times did you get grossed out but this is what i'm saying this show has to be this weird to make it this lovable period yeah but i was disgusted by rotting meat in the restaurant i was disgusted by it yet it made me love them more. <laughs> and the fact, you know, we talked about this last week. If the parents are like, I love how Louise manipulated them into being like, this is your story. Like, you're the protagonist of this film. They're like, let's do this thing. And then, of course, Teddy's there and he makes it so much funnier. I clearly have strong meat feelings. How how do you feel about the B story? I think the animation helps me separate the grossness of the meat. Mm-mm. 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 No. But, yes, meat that starts to sm- starts to age and is not good anymore and is it's really gross smell. So I can only imagine the smells with Meat Man as it goes on and on. But it's also then, in the restaurant. Yeah, and then when it explodes and it gets everywhere. They also were shooting that in the restaurant while there was a customer in one scene. Unacceptable unacceptable no i was really squeamish about it it's so funny because i love to cook so i'll do the meatballs i'll grind the meat but it's just not my favorite i'm glad we dove we dove right into the b story here because we do have a lot to say about the a story but yeah one of my favorite parts is it was the first time that you were excited to see hugo you were like, thank God. <laughs> thank God the health inspector's here. It was so funny. You were like, thank you. I, you don't like Hugo. Oh, I, mean, I don't think you're supposed to like Hugo, but I've never seen someone so excited to see Hugo. I go, Hugo. Is that what I did last night? Yeah. I, I was so thrilled he was there because that meat was turning gray and he got on board though. He did. And I felt bad for our boy, Ron. Just being I love Ron. There's a really sweet Ron moment in the credits. Yeah, that when I'm he, excited gets, to talk he about. gets his little credit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I love. It reminds me of when they shot their own commercial. commercial. Totally the same, like sets and stuff. Yes, I love how creative the kids are, and I think they get that from Bob. He is very creative. Like even going back to um, Baby, you can drive my. You can chive my car burger. He has always wanted a family where he could express himself creatively, and it wasn't allowed in his house. And now he lets his kids do this shit. It's yeah, great. With rotting meat. And, Yum. And we should also add that that the reason they got that meat was because it fell on the floor in the first place. Like, that's why they could play with it. So it's already, like, filthy. Yeah. Disgusting. But that felt like such a true, I'm not even a parent, but it felt like such an honest parenting moment where Jean's like, where's my backpack? And they're like, please don't leave your backpack out. And then I, he trips, Bob trips over Jean's backpack and loses five, ten pounds. Ten pounds. Ten pounds That's meat. 
expensive. Yeah, it's a lot. I will. I. And no anger from Bob. Bob, yes. wow, he's really. I think he's learned a lot from his father about how he doesn't want to father. Mm-hmm. But he acts on it. Yeah. He he really doesn't get angry in inappropriate ways. We all get frustrated. Like we're we're human. He's not supposed to be a perfect human, but I love that about Bob. Just the greatest dad of all time. Agreed. The meat it has to be everywhere. Throughout the house, throughout the restaurant now, they're gonna be finding little pieces of rotting meat forever. I don't know how you get that all out of there with how much how many locations they were in and it exploding and stuff. I just I'm Ooh. just so glad this isn't a live action show. Yeah. Like, even for the person who has to clean this up. So I'm glad they weren't consistent with that as far as we love all of Bob's consistency and like Ew. continuity, but Me pointing too. out that there's like rotting meat in the restaurant would not be fun. No. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, let's go to this A story. I think it is superb and wonderful. And let me hear your thoughts, Max. Well, I think we have a big character introduction in this one. I think Duncan is a standout character. He's not in that many episodes. I think he's in one or two after this. Oh. But people love Duncan. Like they he's just a standout. I think it's because of his his accent. Yes. His his New Zealand accent. I love New Zealand accents. He's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, and cheery. 
And I love him. I'm like, let's be best friends. So he's voiced by a wonderful and hilarious New Zealand actor, comedian, Reese Darby, who you know and I know from Our Flag Means Death on HBO. <gasps> if you aren't watching that show, you should. But he's the lead. He's Steve Bonnet on he Our Flag is? Means Death. Yeah, but you might, if you if you watched Flight of the Concords, he's the Concords manager. He's uh, he's in the what, what We Do in the Shadows movie as one of the werewolves. He's just hilarious. Very funny what guy. Yeah. So great voice acting there. It is so lovable. And I remember that very funny Christmas line that Tina says. She's like, dear Santa, Lord and Savior. I can't remember what she actually says. She's like, please give me a calendar of Australian firefighters. So he's not Australian. He's a New Zealander. But I understand why Tina's... They're close to each other. There's, Boy yeah. alarm is sounding off the wall. Yeah. It's also, she's been, uh, she kind of rebounded. She was rebounding with Henry because she's off again with Jimmy Jr. Let's talk about Jimmy Jr. Ugh. They set this episode up very well and quickly. Jimmy Jr.'s off showing how he can kiss an el- his elbow to some other girl. What, how do you feel about Jimmy doing that? First of all, that is such a little boy thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And to want to show off to a girl. Yeah. So I think that's hilarious. But yeah, he's Jimmy, also 13. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy J, Jimmy, Jimmy, JJ, uh, no. And I'm glad Tina went and moved on. Me too. I don't like that she settles. I don't like that Henry manipulates her to going into a date. I find that gaslighty, I guess. I don't yeah, know. He's not great, Henry. Um, a good character, voiced by Jim Gaffigan, who's a hilarious comedian. But yeah, I don't like the two of them together. I'm glad she has this sexy Kiwi to come and <laughs> remind her that she needs a little more passion in her life. She'll always remember the sexy Kiwi. Speaking of new characters, we made a new Wagstaff teacher in this episode. The debate teacher. Yeah, Mr. DeSanto, voiced by Nick Kroll. No! Um, yeah, Nick Kroll, who's also, Nick Kroll is also on Our Flag Means Death at a certain point. He was in like two episodes, Oh, that's right. No, one episode. Super fun. Yeah. Another voice actor we have back is Keegan-Michael Key, is back as Todd. Yes. Who's on the debate team, who we last saw in Gene It On, season four, <gasps> episode 20. Oh, is he on the cheer squad? I think he might have been. Yeah, I think so. Or he okay. was like he was like trying to be on it or something. Yeah. Wow, he he's I bet he's trying to get into Harvard or something. He is like checking all the extra curricular activities. Yeah, I remember doing that kind of like in panic mode. You in, did eleventh grade. Yeah. Oh, I got onto like I ran for school government. I got treasurer. Hard like, on. By the way, in in when you're treasurer as a student, you're not doing anything. You're not controlling any money. <laughs> I would never peg you for someone who ran for student government. I did it. I, I did it in sixth grade at elementary school. And sure, I did fine, it, whatever. And I did it. That I did the same thing and like to try and get it for college applications. And I got wow. I, I, Very I, I Rory won Gilmore. both times. 
naturally. No one's running for treasurer. It's a good one to go for. If you, don't want <laughs> you just had to get something. Yeah. I was recently tagged in a Facebook post from like my class group from high school. And I just saw what our, I clicked on it to just refresh myself what the group was. And our senior slogan, what our class slogan was, was posted there. Would you like to know what it is? Yeah. Okay. I graduated in 2008. And <laughs> our class slogan was, we came, we saw, we ate. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like, because we like to eat. Okay. Yeah. Well, we that ate makes a sense. Lot. <laughs> that makes sense. Wow. I feel like Gene would be really proud of that. Yeah. That is an interesting slogan for. <laughs> like it more. I love it. I love it. It's just interesting. <laughs> Why is it interesting? We came, we saw, we ate. Because 2008. Got eight. it. Yeah. Well, it's hilarious, and I'm sorry if you don't understand it. No, I get I get what the pun <laughs> is. I, I hear it. Okay, I'm sorry, class treasurer. Look, class of 2000, baby. Class of 2000. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> There's our age difference. What else? I love seeing Tina be shit at debating, and then I – it's like when she gets – addicted to espresso or she's really impassioned about her horses or something i loved seeing her transform into a really amazing debater fueled by her scorn for jimmy jr yeah it's a great reason to be motivated by anything anger, yeah anger can be a good uh motivator Sure, maybe not I, healthy I don't, but I don't, I don't think it's the healthiest but i do think it can kind of like spark something light a spark under your ass. And I think I've said this before, but I love seeing Tina thrive. Me too. And to see, like we've said with Dan Mintz, whose voice is so emotionless, mm -hmm. pretty much, to have some emotion is great. Agreed. The title of this episode, Ain't Miss Baden, is a play on a song from 1929 by Fats Waller called Ain't Misbehavin'. Love it. What's the song from uh, The Righteous Gemstones? Isn't misbehaving in there? Misbehaving. Oh, good song. If you don't, if you don't know that one, go look it up. Anything else you want to talk about before we get into the end credits? I just freaking loved this episode. Yeah. Oh, the sunsets. Oh, the animation of the there sunsets. Was, there was really good sunsets in this episode. Love seeing Sasha again. Oh yeah, I've got to mention that yes. Sasha's back. I love his stupid sunglasses on his stupid blonde hair and his stupid boot boat shoes. John Daly doing the voice of Sasha is so good. He's such a bastard. And we can move on after this because I think I've professed my love for this episode enough. But Duncan is just really funny when he's like asking if anybody wants his chest hairs. It's hysterical. Or or how Sasha said he hit puberty because the flight is so long from New Zealand that he went through puberty during the flight. I mean, it was just... Great. High quality writing. Yeah, it's good stuff. And uh, again, yeah, that accent just makes everything Duncan says funny. I think that's like Reese Darby is a very funny guy as is, but that accent makes him so much funnier. It's hysterical. Okay, should we get in these end credits? Let's do it. Okay, so the last moment before... I love this moment. I know. FYI. Before the end credits is the family where I love them in the living room, all on the couch, but Jean's on the floor. They're huddled around their laptop. Bob is so serious about this. They're watching the movie that they've made. I just want to 
put a pin in this moment because that's not the right way you use put a pin in it, but I'm going to. I think this this um, reaction to this film might have to do with what we were talking about earlier, that he craved being seen as a creative meat man mm-hmm. in his childhood, and he did not get that. And all of a sudden, he's seeing, quotes, himself reflected back. Oh, wow. That's so Let's deep. Let's see. Let's oh see God. if that makes You're sense. You're right. This is a Bob autobiography, this movie. Ugh, I would read that. <laughs> Here comes the Bafo ending, Dad. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, Bob, you identify with me, man. I just think it's a good movie, Lynn. Everybody does. It's the best movie. Uh, Mom, you have old me in your ear? Mm-mm. That's collectible, save it. Tell me what happens there. First of all, Linda, Rom, uh, rotting meat in your ear. So gross. No, but I, Louise's line is hysterical. If I was in that room with the exploding meat, I would be in the shower for the next like three days straight, scrubbing every crevice for possible. Sure. For sure. But that's not Linda, and that's fine, and I love her for it. Tell me what happens as we get into these end credits. All right, so it's very meta here. In our end credits, we get Louise's Meat Man's end credits. They are clearly the exact credits that were probably attached to her film. And their hand-drawn cards make up the credits of the names. And we have some stop-motion Meat Man. Oh, man, we should talk a little bit about stop-motion. I don't know what is wrong with me. I find stop-motion so creepy. Yeah. I uh, appreciate it. I think it's out of this world. I find it utterly creepy. I tried to watch the Pinocchio, the new one. The Guillermo del Toro one. T- so creeped out. Yeah. Uh, I think it's either hit or miss for me. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it is really creepy, but sometimes it's well done. Like I like like uh, Coraline. Is that yeah? Is that stop Still motion? Still creepy, is, right? but it like works for it. I yeah, guess. like I like Nightmare Before Christmas. Same thing again. Yeah, I guess if it's kind of supposed to be weird. Yeah, but then I also am, have so much respect for it because I think the patient it takes and the time it takes to hundred sh- percent. If you want to do that, that's great. But I'm like Gene in this at the beginning of this one where he goes, "Would they take like two pictures?" Like, okay, I'm bored. One million percent. I mean, Louise has concentration for a nine-year-old. Like, damn. Yeah. If you can do it, more power to you. Yes. I don't have the attention span. And then make credits. Yeah. So we get the first sign that says, just like Meat Man, the title, Mm -hmm. and it's a starring Meat Man. Mm -hmm. And then we get some stop motion of Meat Man just kind of walking in the basement. Yeah. And I just want... To say that the flecks of fat in this meat are absolutely disgusting. Yeah. And his face turns for a close-up to the to the camera, and it's terrifying. He looks like a taffy man from the Belchies episode 100%. way back when. 100%. And then we also get like this little theme song, I guess, they made. Ooh, I love it. Maybe Gene wrote it. Yeah. It sounds like Gene was recording everyone when they were talking because there's a bunch of lines thrown in there, too. So who knows? Love it. Okay, Does hold this on. Just man a have a name? Yes. The fact that she puts mom as Lorna instead of Linda as Lorna reminds us once again that this is a nine year old and that was the cutest thing ever. Sorry. So cute. And then we get a close up of the Lorna doll that was used. Yes. 
followed by Poopoff and I as also, himself. I also want to mention that these title cards, actual cards, they're kind of shaking because the stop motion isn't that great. Like, yes. Yeah. It's Meat Man. I like that. Just a piece of meat so then we get the poop off toy figure coming towards the camera and we get another credit and it says best boy gene who yes he is Indeed. the best boy yes followed by something that made skylar sick mm-hmm. tell me they've kept the continuity of the, the graying meat yeah he's and, he's rotting yeah he's rotting and all these little scenes we're seeing we did see them film in the um, episode, which is fun. Yeah, this is like actual POV from the POV POV from their phones. They were shooting, and so what is this shot of Meat Man rotting? He took off on his motorcycle, and his rotting body started falling apart. Yeah. Wow. Meat Man's a survivor. No, <laughs> he's not fancy. Okay, so then we get him, Meat Man, fighting Poopoff, the villain, mm-hmm. followed by the classic Spider-Man upside-down kiss that Tobey Maguire and uh, Kirsten Dunst did, mm-hmm. but with Meat Man and Lorna. Mm-hmm. And then we get written, produced, and directed by mm-hmm. Louise, mm-hmm. followed by Meat Man and Lorna in the convertible driving through the scenery. It's a love story. He's just a proud, independent hamburger man. And when he talks, people listen. Okay, what did we see at the very end there? Special thanks to Hugo. And then like as an afterthought, a little extra piece of paper on the title card that says Anron. Great little touch and nod to that joke from earlier. We also get to hear Louise's writing, which we didn't get to hear a lot of in the episode and it's it's phenomenal what do you mean by her writing like like her voiceover oh yeah describing who meat man is it's really good and it's it's very genre specific to you know action movies or whatever highlights and lowlights to these end credits i didn't notice the mom thing uh the first time i watched it so that that really warmed my heart and i love hearing Louise. Um, she's a good writer. Yeah. I like the Meat Man theme. Oh, so good. It's like you said, like it feels like Gene could have come up with that theme himself. Like that's how much it feels like it's like a kid's brain yes. came up with like an action movie theme. But it's almost. it's also really good. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And sometimes I feel like when they just take excerpts from dialogue from the show and put them in a song it's not my favorite but i don't think those they are they are every single thing yeah it's all pretty much yeah i get it and and the scenes technically are from the show yeah but i i really like the song itself and i like how it goes with all the stop motion i'm glad we get to i love that we get to see what they were shooting this whole time yeah it's really satisfying and it's cool like louise is good at so many things that People often theorize, what is she going to be when she grows up? The show itself in season 13 theorized all these different jobs she could have. She could absolutely be a director. She yeah, really could. I could see her being a producer more. Mm-hmm. She'd probably be a great producer. Yeah. Should we score them? Yeah. 
We score on a scale of one to ten H's at the end of Tina's uh. I'm going to give them an 8.5. I'm going to give, I'll meet you there. 8.5. I appreciate it. I'm, I think throughout the whole episode, we did want to see what they were shooting. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a cute way to kind of like just give us. It's adorable. It's exactly what you wanted. Yeah. And I love, like you said, the little touches. Like I love mom as Lorna and I love, and Ron. Like we're going to get Ron in there. I made this thing for Hugo. And I gotta get Ron. <laughs> I'm sure Teddy's upset he didn't make it in the <gasps> credits. Oh my God. But, uh, Louise probably I mean, broke his heart. He was the freaking explosives man. Yeah. Do I wish we got more Duncan and he was in the end credits somehow? Yes, but I I think getting to see the meat man. It was the right tra- move. Whether it's the trailer or the end credits. I guess it's the mm-hmm. end credits. Mm-hmm. is a lot of fun. Yeah. So those are the end credits to Ain't Missed Debating. Thank you everyone for listening. Go follow us on social media. Bob's credits, Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and all the good stuff. And we already pitched that Patreon that's up there. That's brand new. And we think you should check it out. Patreon.com slash Bob's credits. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Bob's credits. And anything else you want to say to everyone before we get out of here? I don't know. I'll, I'll just say stay. I'm going to make up a New Zealander term stay tippity toppity yeah oh that sounds good thank you i like it it's you could have told me that's what they always say <laughs> tippity toppy mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.